welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one office-style confession scene at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Today we'll be talking about Minute 81, which starts with Gandalf um, looking over the, I don't know, the fields. Yeah. There's like an ominous music cue and then it cuts away to Pippin sitting in a hallway courage um, is the only hope you have left now don't don't um and it ends with uh faramir saying uh it never fitted me either boromir was always the and uh we'll get the rest of that line tomorrow yeah what a wholesome little exchange yes so nice so much sadness around this, this. Um, this feels like an extended scene we were talking about it off mic but i mean I'm fairly certain this is not in the theatrical. No, it slows things down. Yes. There's there's so much tension building that moments like this often just get chopped. But it's so cute. It like establishes. Like it's the, where did the suit come from? Right. But it all, like, I'm less concerned with, I'm less concerned with where it came from so much as like Faramir's character. Faramir being happy. Yes. Pippin being happy. Yeah. They have a good laugh. Yeah. I do find it interesting how, like, it feels like, you know, one of those, like, character, um, is that what they're called? Like, like, confessional things? Like, yeah. Like, like, Parker wants to find you the difference between these two pictures. And then it, like, cuts to them in the room by themselves talking about the thing. Well, like, it, um. You know what you know what I mean? Like it feels like a character like talking to somebody like on the other side, but he doesn't actually like look directly at the camera. Yeah. But it just feels like that because the um it's like the close up on his face where he's just sitting there talking to himself. Yeah. 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 Just what use is a hobbit? Peregrine duck. <laughs> Uses his what full name th- with himself. What are you thinking, Peregrine Duck? What what services a hobbit to a great lord of men? Mm-hmm. And then from all the way down the hall, Faramir heard him. He's a ranger. Yeah. I buy it. Yeah. He rolled a nat 20 on that perception. He says, uh, generous deeds should not be checked with foul counsel. Cold counsel. Cold counsel. Faramir would know about giving himself cold counsel, I think. I think he would know about cold counsel in general. I mean, he's, he's about to... Um, he's about to get some. I'm so, like, nervous. <laughs> yeah we he already got his dressing down right so this this scene kind of feels a little oddly placed yes between these two uh conversations between faramir and denethor and calling them conversations is generous encounters yes <laughs> it's an encounter there's some xp for the day here <laughs> this is a challenge yeah it's just like you know to your emotional XPs. Um, yeah, I, but just let him, let the boy be happy. Yeah. I know this is so wholesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would find anything to fit me. <laughs> it once belonged to a boy who spent more time slaying dragons than tending to his studies. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's the kind of, those are the kinds of lines about characters that I love in moments like this. Yeah. Because it says, like, that that one line says so much about Faramir and Boromir. Yeah. It's so good. I'm taller than you were. 
Just and like Pippin has to has to just like dig something in a little bit. It's got to be sassy. I like how like charmed they are by each other. Oh yeah, they're just instantly comfortable with each other. Yeah. They're like old friends even though they just met today. Mm-hmm. And like Faramir was like staring intently at Pippin randomly, but like He was another tiny person. <laughs> I'm glad that Faramir has like had a bath, gotten a nap, hopefully. <laughs> Faramir, uh, Faramir got all cleaned up and changed, and mm-hmm. Pippin got all cleaned up and changed. Yeah. Because, you know, this is left over from the version of the movie where they arrive in the city at the same time. Mm-hmm. They get their they get their time to clean up. And then... I'm glad they included this, though, because it does slow the tension down, but I, I don't know, I'm enjoying myself. Right, especially something so positive, it really takes away from the tension around around it. Yes, I know, I know. We have to, like, do the whole building of dread, um, like, uh, what's it? The... the tension. No, not the tension. Suspense. No. Um, all hope is lost. Like, building towards that, um, you know, moment. Right, where, like, crescendos. Well, I guess it's the opposite of a crescendo. Because, no. yeah, a, a crescendo. crescendo is getting louder. Yeah. It just feels weird to call the, uh, like, the the building towards be all hope climax. is lost. Yeah. Yeah, a climax. Because it just feels, it just felt weird to me to use the word crescendo to refer to the all hope is lost moment. But that is kind of what it is, I guess. I mean, you're just, well, I mean, technically, crescendo is the wrong term to use anyway because it's about sound, not like. Well, I mean, people use it to deter- to describe action often. But it's not correct yeah <laughs> common usage that's how words change meaning i know but it's a music term and it it refers to like the volume of yeah. of the music yeah i mean but common usage is why literally also means figuratively now i've never heard someone use crescendo in that sense no until literally just now yes wow no i feel like i hear that all the time oh well and, and in the commentaries they use it what yeah. I mean, I, like, kind of pay attention when you're watching those. <laughs> yeah, they use it in the commentaries when they talk about, like, emotional arcs. Interesting. Like, reaching their crescendo. Huh. Yeah, I would just use, like, peak or, I don't know, climax. Yeah. Crest. Yeah. These are all good words. Yeah. <laughs> Vocabulary. What's weird about them is they all have a hard k sound in them somewhere. Yeah. Just like these words can all be used to mean similar things and they all share a sound. I just noticed that. Huh. That's weird. That is weird. We're way off topic. It's fine. Yeah. This is light. Yeah, I, this um, is a fluffy, happy minute yes, to start a week yes, with. Fluffy. Fluffy is a good word. Um It's I, very fluffy. I love fluff though. Like yeah. sometimes you just need like a warm blanket, a cup of hot chocolate, and like two characters just like interacting positively with each other. Faramir and Pippin (laughs) having hot cocoa around a campfire. No, I mean me. Oh, I see. Like, wrapped up in a fuzzy blanket, enjoying some hot chocolate, watching, like, two faves, having a positive interaction. Watching the fluffy, happy beach episode of anime. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Just like, oh, this makes me feel so good. Right? Unless the beach episode turns into something more sinister, which occasionally happens. Listen, listen, listen. Um, we have, like... Four weeks of, like, non-stop... Well, I don't know. I guess 
three, two, I don't know, of, of like, nonstop, like, emotional, like, I'm just going to punch you in the face. Oh, and, and it starts this week. So, yeah. So, like, three weeks. Um, Let me enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. David Wenham's just charming, wonderful yes. smile. Billy Boyd is also very charming. Like, the, they both kind of break into laughter at the same time. This is a really cute moment. It feels like, it feels like they feel like brothers. Yeah. Which is just kind of interesting. Well, I think that, like, that also speaks to, like, Pippin's relationship with Boromir. Yeah. Because I feel like they're, we don't see a lot of their interactions, but I feel like it would be the same thing. Right. Very similar. Right. Because clearly, I mean, if Mary and Pippin can like schoolyard trip him and he doesn't try to throttle them, clearly they have a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel. Yeah. I, I feel like Boromir's relationship to Mary and Pippin is probably like influenced by his protective feelings towards Faramir. And yeah. so in that same way, like he imparted some of the way, like some of these feelings onto them. So when they meet his brother. They also like Pippin meets his brother and also has this kind of familial, like maybe even slightly protective instinct towards Faramir, which grows into like the moment where he saves his life. Right. And so this is I don't know. This is really cool to me because it is it's totally possible that just some of Boromir's personality has just rubbed off on Pippin. Yeah. I mean, he was a big we talked about this like two weeks ago. The the different ways that Boromir impacted Pippin and Mary's lives. Yeah. How they both took something differently from him. Like the the pride, like the, like, what was it? It was like pride versus guilt. Or oh. like, uh, it was like, Pippin feels guilty about Boromir's death. Whereas like, Mary feels like he had to take that, uh, that man of action instinct from Boromir and like carry it forward. Yeah. 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 And like, Pippin is finally starting to get to where Mary was a movie ago. Yeah. Like, because well, Pippin just deals with his his grief and his, his trauma differently. Yeah. And he's so much, he's he's younger than Mary, too. Like, right. So. He wasn't ready to face it yet. Yeah. So he, he tries to just carry on like nothing has changed. Yeah. And eventually it catches up to him. And like, that's, I think that's part of what that, um, I wonder if we're supposed to think, I think you mentioned this when, when it came, when it happened, but I wonder if we're supposed to think that maybe Pippin thinks that Faramir looks a bit like Boromir and like hearing his name when uh, Gandalf calls him Faramir maybe just makes Pippin go oh oh god yeah I also think that like he, he he's not he just not chiding Pippin for his decision like he he's like oh it was honorably done like I think Faramir sees in Pippin kind of like a kindred spirit Right, someone who who wants to do the right thing but isn't really sure what to do. Yeah. So kind of giving them that steadying of just, you know, an action you took out of generosity is not an action you should regret. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a very Faramir thing to think. I think so. Yeah. Always, you know, always wanting to appear noble. But, uh, no, don't... (laughs) Don't just like bring... like Denethor chides him for that behavior. Don't bring Denethor into this. Like I I just think it's funny, right, in the framing of the extended edition that like Denethor chides him for that behavior, and then he immediately goes and does it. But it's it's not like this place of um wanting to prove himself to anyone like Denethor thinks it is. It is just who Faramir is. Yeah. But it's just interesting that it's we are immediately shown, at least in the extended edition, 
Faramir going and doing this thing that Denethor says he does out of selfishness, but we can tell in the tone that that's not what it is at all. Are you referring to this conversation, or are you referring to um, um like, like a, a few weeks from now, trying to be uh, appearing lordly, like just in this conversation with with Pippin, the way he approaches him, the first couple of lines of his dialogue with Pippin, yeah, are trying to appear like noble and forthcoming and generous well i don't even know that he's trying i think that's just who he is is that what you're saying right exactly okay. that's what i'm saying okay. like we go from denethor being like you try to appear this yeah, way you like, freaking try hard like you you try to appear this way for like some like self-serving Personal need gain. yeah and then we immediately go and see that like yes he does do this but it is just who faramir is Aww. like we see him do it out of like actual care for and, this like, this guy yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's interesting, like, paired with the dressing down that Denethor gave him. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So I just think that's a cool little thread to tie through scenes. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, we called this fluff, but I think that it just... Like, I enjoy moments like this because, yes, they might not be directly influencing the plot, but it speaks to the character of these characters. So, yeah. And that's what I find interesting. Um, as a, a viewer and a writer. Right, because when you view stuff like this really closely, it helps you make sense of decisions that might otherwise maybe not seem like logical narratively, mm -hmm. but you're just like, oh, but this is totally what this guy would do. Yeah. And like that can help a movie where things get really like muddled or there's so many characters and there's just so many moving pieces. Yeah. Because I mean, like there's a, there's a lot going on in this movie. I understand why this was cut. But I appreciate that they put it back in because yeah. it, A, wholesome, B, it gives me more Faramir and Pippin, and it's just like a nice breather before we um, hurt more. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Because so we, uh, we are about to hurt. Yes. So much. I so hope you're much. ready, guys. <laughs> so much suffering. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, we're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there, as always. Um, if you're interested in becoming a patron, you can go to our Patreon page from DuelingGenre.com slash support. Uh, I believe Scott just updated all the tiers and stuff, so uh, check that out if you haven't yet. Please and thank you. Um, thank you to our listeners who already are patrons. We really appreciate you. It helps us keep the site going. It helps us buy, like, really cool equipment, like our pretty mics, and just, yeah, we really appreciate you. Uh, um, I just blanked. Uh, happy Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye! <laughs> Bye.